and they can start the party at Scotland. That's a brilliant goal from Gary Jones. And Henderson, oh, what a goal! And welcome to the RochdaleAFC.com podcast. My name is Dean and I am joined as always by Chaff and Luke. Guys, how are we doing tonight? Good, thanks mate. I'm alright, thanks mate. Good stuff. And we've also got another very special guest along with us, former Rochdale striker Lee McEverly. Lee, thanks very much for giving up your time to chat to us about Dale tonight. No worries lads, all the best, welcome. So we'll, we'll kick off with you with your time at Bursko, where you, where you broke through, Lee. Um, what was it like as such a, a young player sort of breaking through in non-league? Was it a bit of a sort of baptism of fire playing at that sort of level? Even though you were you were pretty successful, you had a, an unbelievable record in front of goal there, didn't you? Yeah, to be fair, when I started with Bursko, I was I was in the youth team. You see, first, um, I think I was about fifteen, sixteen, just leaving. The, um, the Sunday football and got, and I got approached by Bersco then um, I played I think I played six months in the youth team then just shot up to the first team obviously by the time then I was a bit of a big presence as, as you know do you know what I mean but um, then a few of the lads that I played with there I sort of knew anyway so I just went from there to be fair so, how old were you when you started sort of playing in the first team at Bursko and scoring goals? And, and were you aware of interest from sort of football league clubs around that time? My first game was South. We played Southport, and I think it was a Liverpool Senior Cup game. And um, I remember that the time when I got like selected to be the first team. I I didn't drive at the time. I just used to meet the lads at the pub down the road, and he picked me up. And I still remember the date, like tomorrow, do you know what I mean? But um, I got I turned up with a pair of football boots and a carry bag on my shoulder. And I just stood at a local pub. And um, just stands there, my mates, I'm, I'm looking at my clock watching, thinking, God, I've got a game here, fellas are late and stuff like that. And a lad called Andy McMullen picked me up in a white Cleo. And that was my first ever game. And I remember, because I worked at McDonald's, this was. Do we allowed to swear on you, by the way? Yeah, that's fine, mate. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this was no bullshit here. And I said, listen, lads, let's get, I need to go to McDonald's, I need something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God. So anyway, so I got, <laughs> I got 20 nuggets, no word of a lie. 20 nuggets, so I'm sitting in the back of a white Cleo, just finished work or previous shifts and work. Bang out 20 nuggets in the back of the car and go and play. So I was on the bench at Southport. I think I was 16, 17-ish. So anyway, go and play. I mean, mate who was in the front got sent off after like 10 minutes. So anyway, I came on the last 20 minutes. I think we got B5-3. Then after that, um, Bersco started... Um, the started... Ball started rolling to be fair for me, as in getting to the um, the first team on the bench and stuff like that. Then the rest's history for Bearscope to be fair. Loved great club, loved every bit of it. Yeah, we ended up I think playing a friendly with them, didn't we, as part of the deal that, that brought you to the club? Yeah, I funny funny you say that. There's a um, yeah, because I think I got sold in the boxing day. 2000s on the Boxing Day. My first game was Kidderminster away. We got B4-1. But then the following year, we've done a pre-season friendly under Paul Simpson. And in the youth team, I was in the youth team for Bersco. When he was about four or five breaking through, I broke through. And because our youth team were unbelievable, uh, a few other people come, come through the year later. Do you get me? Yeah. So that year, I was playing with Rochdale against Bearsco and the lads that I knew, if you get me. And um, my dad's got pallies with this um, couple, they've, God rest their soul, they've passed away now. Um, 
Steve Clark, the name was, and he was his lads was playing centre half. So they, before the game, they're all going, "Oh, my son, you know, please, please see he's back in full time training." Blah blah. So I just said, "Listen, if he comes across me, I'm just going to smash him." Okay, <laughs> simple as that. <laughs> After five minutes, he went off with stitches in his eye. On a <laughs> <laughs> I went, thank you very much. <laughs> and that was it. Then we won, I think we won 2 0 light scores. But um, I'll always remember the um, baseball lights. Funny enough, I'm still in a, in a group chat with them all. No disrespect for the clubs I've played in, but team bonding towards team spirit, that dressing room was unbelievable. It was so hard to beat. Only because I was 15, 16, 17. I got looked after, I got pampered. Do you know what I mean? Then um, we got promoted. And all the lads took me to my golf. I was 16. <laughs> built, built like a big shit house going to 16. I've got pictures on my phone that get sent to me randomly. But um, yeah, so the first couple days were, were fantastic and I'll always remember them. What was it like transitioning from that sort of environment to going to a, a professional club at Dale and would you still were you still yeah. working at Mackey's when you moved to Dale? Funny, no, funny enough, um, I got sold just before the Christmas period, and I went to McDonald's and said, "Listen, probably blah." Um, I think I was doing like four shifts. It was like four till twelve, and sometimes I play on a bicycle on a Wednesday night. And so anyway, I went to McDonald's to resign or hang me hand me um, resignation in or whatever it was called. So I goes in and said, listen, I'm leaving work. Why, why is this? Why is this? I've become a professional footballer. And he just all laughed at me. Just <laughs> simply laughed at me. I was like, no, we have serious. And that was it then. But prior to that, uh, when, I got this, when I got sold for that, that amount of money, I never had an agent. Yeah, I was just, in a, I can call it, I was just a kid who's been dragged up from the streets, really. That's how I can put it. And you've got a bit of talent, seen a bit of talent and had a bit of a chance. So I drove down. So my dad drove down in a taxi with Bearsco's secretary, Stan Strickland. And I went I went down on the twenty second of December sometime. In two thousand it was. Back back when you kind of signed for Bearsco and what have you, did you was it just a bit of fun to you, or did you, did you have aims of becoming a prof- professional footballer? Uh, no, I played I played in the Sunday Sunday team with all my mates, and um, we were them days where you used to like playing. You like smashing six. You how would you get on one ten one scored seven? Blarry blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? Going going back before that, when I was a kid and all that, I used to get a pound a goal off my dad, and. It's, it's changed now since football, them days, as in now it's small sides of games, isn't it? Year, year five, six, it's all seven sides, whatever. Isn't it? Yeah. Them days it wasn't, it was just 11 sides, full size goal. Kids two foot nine, just put it in the corner, simple goal. So, them days was like, my dad would, I'll give it a pound of goal. And now I'm going back when I was 10. I scored 183 goals in one season. <laughs> Dad was absolutely blasted. <laughs> they were the days, but now it's all changed. So prior to that, I played like the best Sunday team around my area. We had good players, players that had played with Rochdale, Ian Craney, Peter Cavani. Um, they were probably only the players that made made a highlighted career out of them. So I played for them. Then it was about sixteen. We played baseball youth team in a um, Lancashire Cup game. In a cup final. Sorry, it was a semi final on a Friday night. And we won three one and I scored I think I scored two or three. I'm not too sure. Well anyway, the following morning the baseball secretary was in my house Saturday morning. He said, will he sign? I was like, what? I said, he said, will he sign? We'll give you £40 a week. I went, where do I sign? <laughs> 40 quid a week. You, to a sign. So you, that was what? 
that was in 99 maybe then that was it really for the night so then that year I played Bersco then the following year we played in a cup final to Bersco against my Sunday league team Bersco won 2-0 and I scored 2 I think or, or 1 or I know I scored so the, I won the cup twice but for two different teams <laughs> yeah but um, yes, and that was it then. Then my baseball career started. How did you find the step up from Burscore level to League Two when you joined Rochdale? I remembered travelling to Kidderminster on the Boxing Day, and I was ill. It was yeah, it was, it was Boxing Day, and I remember tra- travelling with Kevin Townsend. And um, anyway, I think Michael Oliver was. A doubtful, a few others. Anyway, you name on the bench, John Owens, and um, I think we we got dipped four one. But at the time, that year they were flying, and um, we got yeah got dipped from Egbert. Egg, do they play? Where do they play? The ground? Yeah, Egbert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Egbert is a yeah. yeah. So we got dipped four one, but it wasn't the best start. But for the first periods of Rochdale. The first period they had, it was unbelievable. It's like, from going back where you said about the standards, I just believed in it in myself as if to say, like, I've got nothing to lose. I wasn't gifted, I wasn't talented, I couldn't. I just more, I think I was more raw, if you get me, more off the cuff. Was it your first goal against York when you shoulder barged the defender and then ran yeah, through? Funny enough, I play, I still play over 35 football now and I still play with Kev Tarnson and he was a very good defender of mine. And Kev Tarnson WhatsApp me last week and said, roll back the years. And, <laughs> it. and I remember the ball, Kevin scored two that game. Yeah. I remember the ball, Griff put it on one side and I remember the fella, Ed Munson, his name was right back. So we're going on the then the Dale's pitch, Rochdale's pitch was like a mud bath yeah, then days. And I was going to the eighteen yard box on the, the, the pinpoints. And he's on the ball's on the left side, so I'm favoured for the ball. And I remember he he looked across and thought, Wow, <laughs> this lad must fancy himself here. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest just because he come on my left side and obviously I was going to the right so all my weight was to the left then he just got the first one of like I think I've I've, I've had about 115 of them I think I've won 115 <laughs> <laughs> that must have been an unbelievable feeling to be going from like a couple of weeks earlier playing playing in the Northern Premier League and, and working at Mackey's to then scoring your first like football league goal yeah <laughs> Yeah, listen, I'll never forget where I come from. I'll never forget, like, I don't think I... I like to say I never got big-headed or anything like that, so it was more like I was never afraid of work. Obviously, you've got to start from McDonald's. You've got to start somewhere, haven't you? But, um, yeah, it all come as a surprise and so fast. Everything come dead fast, as in, like, I got sold on Boxing Day, made me debut, because I remember they delayed me, debut me, my me, me first start, because John Owens brought in Steve Jones from crew, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. Ginger, ginger guy. And, yeah, um, and John Owens pulled me in the office and said, listen, we, we don't know if you're ready or not, do you know what I mean? You've come from non-league, you're not ready to full-time training, so you've only been training like a week or two, so we're going to um, blend you in a bit. So I said, listen, fair enough, it is what it is, do you know what I mean? But I, I think when he put me on against York. I think then, thought, oh, hang on a minute, the kid might have something, do you know what I mean? So, that was a good start to me, to be fair, York. What was it like playing with, well, you mentioned Kev Townsend then, but what was it like playing with him and Paddy? Because that six months was really exciting for us as fans. Um, to be fair, at the time, there was Buzz, Matt Doughty, he was, he was a regular, Kevin was a regular, Paddy was 
unbelievable. Paddy is just Paddy. I don't think you'll get a Paddy ever again. <laughs> me personally. And I always still say to me, Dad, well, my dad still says to me, he's the best kid I've ever, ever seen live. Which, that you know, he gets called the Jerry Pelly for nothing, you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, Kevin was great at the time because I, when I came, Kevin was, was all highlighted for Kevin, wasn't it? The goals against Fulham and stuff like that. So for me to come, not take anything off him, but to add to it, to get me. So yeah, Patrick, Kevin, myself, Buzz, blended in with an experienced team. So that season not to go up was disheartening, very disheartening. Yeah, what are your memories of that that playoff sort of semi final against Rushton? You got the goal, didn't you, away? But then obviously it was sort of heartbreaking for us as fans to miss out at home when we felt that. We were probably um, as good as them. To be fair, going back now, going back to then to now, and then the way I watch the playoffs now, it, it seems like it's more important. I didn't realise it was that more, that important years and years ago. I don't know how, it might sound that, I just don't know that because remember the game, the airplanes were 2-2, innit? I scored that goal with took on about 17 men. <laughs> <laughs> no, I scored that goal and Simo hit a rocket. Then, um, I remember, we were the better team at their place. But then, at our place, the pitch was a mud bath. Paul Connor and Clyde Platt were injured. So you're leading the line with an 18-year-old lad and a 17-year-old lad, which was... Not ideal at the time because Clive Pat was the he was you know he was the the front man when he yeah. he play off him and stuff like that it was whoever was going to play with Clive so at the time when I played with Clive I wasn't a target man Clive was a target man and I could play that role I could do you know what I mean I could I was more I was mobile then. <laughs> <laughs> So it was a bit tough for when me and Kevin played that time on our own because I became the target man. Yeah. Do you mean in that early stage of my career, I don't think I was a target man. We got an early goal, didn't we? Yeah, it was the, the famous um, own goal, um, weren't it? Taylor. Yeah, Billy Taylor shanked yeah. it and hit the 75 bubbles and trickled in. But then um, they were a good team, though. They had um, a fella, a striker. Oh, and Andy Lowe, yeah. Oh, Andy Lowe, yeah. He could strike a ball in. He could strike a ball. But, but um, yeah, so it was disheartened at the time because that was John Holland's last game. So um, that was a bit of a bad time. Then it was a bit of a new era then. Then it started. Then that was the time when like, it hit me to realise, listen, this is your job my first season in the football league so I had a space of like six months that happened so fast because in them six months don't forget from the start of the six months to the, to the end I played for Northern Ireland do you know what I mean and to the start of the six months I was tossing burgers and McDonald's so there is a bit of a gap but I loved every minute of it my next question actually was about about that that cap for Northern Ireland, like how, how amazing an experience was that, and who who, who who was playing for Spain that night? That must have been pretty incredible to go up against some of those players. I shouldn't name the team now because I'll never forget. I'll never forget the day. Ever forget the day. Honest to God, seventeenth um, of April it was two thousand one. I'll never forget it. And just, you know, all the lads and wave now. You tell them that story again. I'm like, Trust me. I'm not, you're not taking it away from me no one is but um, it was a great experience I didn't realise at the time there's a story to it that you know it can waffle on a bit but I remember the time when I was lying on the couch with a pair of England shorts on and my mobile phone goes who's this hello Lee Sammy Mackerel here said um, Barry why well, you've been selected to play for Northern Ireland I was like ew <laughs> Sammy Mackerel he went I said, I'm not even Irish. I said, what are you on about? I put the phone down. At the time, I had a Nokia 6210. 
Touching buttons and next minute, phone goes again. So late and being serious, you've been selected to play for no round. I was like, oh no, someone's winding up here. <laughs> buttons them and turn my phone off. So then about two hours later, my dad got in touch with me. We came round to me up to the my girlfriend's house at the time. I said, no, you've been in touch with me. I was going to tell you last week, are you an Irish Mac or a Scottish Mac? And he said, no, we're an Irish Mac. So that's how I got selected or how I qualified to play for them. Next day, I was on an easy jet to Spain. I <laughs> <laughs> think Windsor Park we played. Then that was it. When I, uh, I think me and Paddy got called up, didn't we? Yeah. But um, yeah, that, that happened so fast because I signed in December. Played me a couple of games in the Football League for Rochdale. Then it was the April. I was playing for Northern Ireland. So that's how fast. That was four months. So it was less than six months. Did it ever phase you or anything? Um, I don't think I'm a lad that phases. I'm not I'm not scared of nothing. I'm not scared of anything like that. It is what it is. If you're not good enough, you're not. Do you know what I mean? I've had bumps, knockdowns in, in my life, personal life, and in my football career. Do you know what I mean? But at the time, because it happened so fast, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just didn't realise. Like I said at the start, I didn't realise how important it was to be a, to be a footballer at that at that lower league, yeah. and to be um, that could probably go down to the points where I got described as a non-trier, would you call it, or underachieved? If you get me, mm. um, if I had a pound for every person now. That would said he should have made championship football. I'll be a millionaire, but it is what it is. Do you know what I mean? It's not. I'm not going to dwell on it or anything like that. But I still never swap what I did, what I achieved, or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? So I wouldn't say nothing phased me. I just, I just don't think I really, really took it um, seriously enough. Did you realise at the time that you were becoming Rochdale's first full international? And you came on about five minutes before Paddy. Yeah, and no one take that away from me as well. <laughs> um, Did you have a go at him for that? Did you like give him stick for, for that? To be fair, um, I didn't realise at the start of the game. I don't think it was, but I remember I'm sitting on the bench, and I think the night before, or even the night. Uh, we played, or even the daytime, sorry. I played FIFA in the hotel room. And you're like, yeah, you yo, I'll go Spain, Mendieta, Raul. And you're like this. And next, six hours later, I'm sitting on a bench. Mendieta goes past me, Raul goes past me, Morientes. I'm like, wow. <laughs> so I'm like, walking past me. I've just bought you on FIFA. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So that's where it started from. But, um, Sammy McElroy turned, I think Keith Gillespie went down injured. Then he went, Patrick, go, go and get warm. So Paddy goes up warm. So I'm going, so I'm sitting on the bench going, bastard. So I'm sitting like that. So next minute, I think there's a goal kick somehow. Then David Ely goes down injured, which like, and gives one of them. Big man, quick warm up. Yes, I'm going before Paddy. And that was it. Done about two, two jogs, dived on. I think I got the ball, touched the ball about three times. <laughs> Quality. What was it like, kind of, with you, Paddy, Kev, and whatnot coming through at a similar time to each other? What was it like off the pitch? Did you all kind of go out, or was it a little bit different? Um, Paddy used to come down to my house, to be fair, now and then. I used to go to Rochelle for a couple of drinks. Um, I brought Paddy down to my neighbourhood as you say and um, I had a party I had a mixed party like a close friends party I think it was an engagement party now this is a true story this and um, so I said listen I said to me mate Mark Mark can I bring your lad he's staying over at mine said, yeah yeah no problem I said don't worry about it he's dead quiet so we'll have a few drinks when we'll shoot into town so invite parties all night well 
Paddy said, Paddy, what do you want to drink? He went, I'll have a dead frog. What's one of them? He went, a blue wicket, a smear off ice, and a shot of vodka. <laughs> In a pint glass. In a pint glass. I was like, jeez. He was like, yeah, dead frog. But anyway, knocking it back. So, 8 o'clock comes, 9 o'clock comes, 10 o'clock comes, whatever. There's Paddy dancing on the tables. <laughs> In, in a family engagement party, I'm just sitting there going, <laughs> sitting there like that. Then my mates go, thought he was quiet. I said, no, the quiet one got off. And boogie on the dance floor. Great, great days then with, with Paddy. But I had a few like that with Paddy, to be fair. So um, that's why he probably got the label he, he got. <laughs> what about, um, you mentioned... That that's some of the Hollins left, and I think Simpson then came in, didn't he, as manager? What were the what were the main differences between those two? Um, well, to be fair, I always Kev Townsend always calls me John Hollins' love child at the time. But <laughs> like when I came to Rochdale, my first manager under John Hollins, I never had an agent, never had nothing. I came in, and all these. At the time, we're all getting boot deals or getting boots off the agents and stuff like that. And I remember going into the office with John Hollands and David Hamilton. And he walked in and goes, listen, you're a genuine lad, you're, you know, down to earth. Your mum and dad are lovely, appreciate that and stuff like that. He went, do you have an agent? I went, no. So I wouldn't even know where to start with an agent. He went, okay, yeah. Give me a box. Yeah. Two pairs of moldies, two pairs of studs, and some nice clothes. He said, I'll be your agent. I'm like, oh yeah, go ahead. So I took them. They were them boots. I remember my uh, R9s. Oh, yeah. 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 So I thought, yeah, happy days. <laughs> so then that was it for about the six months. He got sacked, didn't he, uh, when we got beat by Russian? I think, he, I think it was a contract thing, weren't it? I don't know if he got sacked, but he, he definitely left that summer. Oh, he might, yeah, it might have been because Parkin, he took over from Parkin, didn't yeah. he? It might have been a temporary job, but anyway, or if you would have got the job, if you would have got promoted, wouldn't he? So, um, yeah, then Simo came in, then about two weeks later, I got a phone call from John Hollands. Right, big man, I've got this club after you, I've got this club after you, I've got him after you, I'm like, hey. And that was it. So, I, I, about two years, I spoke to him continuously. Then it just dies off a bit then when I started putting the weights on. <laughs> <laughs> that first season under Simo, though, was probably your best, weren't it? You, you scored 15 in the league, scored that goal against Preston in the Cup, but we really struggled. What was that? How was that? You you sort of having a personally really good season, but the club on the whole sort of struggling yeah, towards the bottom table. I think I've got, um, I think I've got 21 in all competitions tonight that season, but I've got 15 league goals because I remember... And, um, J- Jamie Hoyland turned around and said to me, listen, Barry, if you score today, we think we played Macclesfield last game of the season, we got beat. John Askey's last game, he scored 3-2 last minute and he dived into the crowd, I remember that. And we wore that black kit with the yellow oh, yeah. stripe. Anyway, I scored two, but half the season, I played left midfield. Because I remember playing for Macclesfield against at Matthews, left midfield. Or he might have brought in that four three three or the left side of one. But um uh, yeah, I had a good season, the goal against Preston. That's I think that's still travelling now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I did did okay considering it was a poor season, wasn't it? We got pummeled some games. Remember we get pummeled partly pull away. Stuff like that, but we lost key players, didn't we? I remember Paul Connor was out for a while, weren't he? Paddy, Paul Paddy Connor was, was out. Because uh, I remember we they started the era Paul Simpson was in charge. It was likes of Stephen Hill got brought in, Rory Patterson. Yeah. Uh, young players like that, Lee Duffy, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Plays like that. So from the season before, where you'd have experienced players like Evo, Taft, is it Toddy, Griff, Jobbo, Coleman, McCauley, 
Oliver, McLaughlin. That's boy experience. But the following year, it just died to death, didn't it, to be fair, I thought. So, um, I think you're always going to you always need experience in your team, no matter what. I meant to ask you, actually, I forgot, um, but the season before, you, you ended up playing like 80 minutes in net, didn't you, against York? What happened there? How did that come about? That was that was under Paul Simpson, wasn't it? Was it under Simpson? Um, I had it down as, as the season before. No, that was under Paul Simpson, that. Right. Yeah. Uh, we played York, and uh, we never had the goalkeeper on the bench, obviously. And Jilksy goes down, gets a bang on the head off the goalpost from Blarry Blarry. Well, anyway, so Simmel looks around to the bench and it was Kev Townsend, Lee Duffy. <laughs> um, that's all, to be fair, that's all I can remember at the time. And he just went, Frank, I, I used to get called Frank. Yeah, Frank, go on, son. I was like, you're mad. He's like, go on. So I thought, wow. So to be fair, it wasn't wasn't like shy or I wasn't confident to go and go, but I'll always try and help out for anything like that, do you know what I mean? Because it was at, at the time where it was do or die. The um, goal scored the ninety no, did they score the pen, didn't they? Yeah, they scored straight away, didn't they? And then I think The game finished two each. Yeah. Um I scored the pen tonight. Then they scored. They scored the pen after me when I was in goal. But it was a, like another highlight to me. Clear goal and goal. <laughs> That's got to be a good quiz question. That to be fair, who scored and faced the penalty and goal in the same game? Yeah, yeah. Aye. Was there anything that kind of? Because I think that was like your best, your best kind of goal tally for a season with us. Was there anything that kind of, you know, was a reason for that or? Um, injury free through my career later on I suffered bad injuries really did but um, then I was still that kid or young man still raw still fresh still uh, non-league material do you get me now I think non-league players Great come through now. It, it's big in football league now. Good, good players now. We've got a, a, a start in the league. Me personally. So at the time, at that season, I was probably still raw. Do you know what I mean? I was like, the, the nickname I got, Evil, with, with being my surname and the, the aggressive players, style of player played. But, so I think it was just bit of luck with a bit of raw and injury free and I'm too fair I was fit and lean then do you know what I mean I, I think I must, must have been about 14 stone 10 maybe so it was pretty good to be fair you're still a very physical sort of player though weren't you like do you think defenders sort of didn't really want to play against players like you yeah I think that becomes a um, you know, that's said that's been said through my career or the career I had. I've always been like an old style centre forward. You know, I don't think you get that nowadays. Well, nowadays you don't. I don't. But I was a player that would put me me head in where most people wouldn't put the knee or the the shin or the ankle or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? So I don't think it done me any favours. Do you know what I mean? But that's just me. Wham, bam, thank you, man. Do you know what I mean? I'm just one of them players. <laughs> okay, what was it like playing under Simpson? Because you seemed to flourish under Simpson. You had your best season. But other players like Paddy and Kev Townsend seemed to struggle. Um, yeah. Um, like playing under him. It's a tough one, to be fair, because Paddy was... Get up, Paddy. At the time, people used to say Paddy couldn't play 90 minutes. You, you couldn't. I'm not saying, that. I'm not saying he could, couldn't, but it looked like he couldn't by him not getting selected in the start 11, stuff like that. But when he used to come on for the last half an hour, he'll just turn you dizzy, wouldn't he? He'll be just left off with the ball. He's the fastest person I know with the ball. 
på tour til Kappen. Det er probably tough, and I'm not, I'm not going to knock Kevin whatsoever, but like I said before, Kevin had all the praise, in he? And because he brought another scout, young lad at the same time, did it take a bit off him, or did it take a little bit of pressure off him, and stuff like that, do you know what I mean? So it was a bit of a, a, bit of a tough one, but don't forget, Kevin, Kevin done well. Kevin was quality, great finish. Probably the best natural finisher I played with, Kevin, in front of goal. What about, and then parking, wasn't it, after Simpson, where you didn't quite get as much game time under parking? What sort of happened there? Parking is an absolute gobshite. Don't like the man. Didn't like the man. From day one, he didn't like me. And I knew my days were numbered. Literally knew the days were numbered. Started knocking me about my weight. Stuff like that. When he'd just been there, obviously, he had, he had a bit of a, I wouldn't say, I'm not even going to praise the man one bit and say like a bit of legacy there, but he'd done well before beforehand and came in charge and he, I think he just went back to the old way of what he knew. He think he brought in Gary Jones, great player, um, and just literally shipped me out. And then he started going on about uh, me weight at the time when I was lean. I know my own body and, I, and I'm I'm an honest lad, I'll tell you when, the days when I did get overweight and where I couldn't get it off and when I used to struggle and stuff like that. So at the time when he came in, it was all bullshit. But it is what it is at the time. So I, I understand people don't get on or people go a different way of tactics. Or, but he just pinpointed me out and just got rid. He went to Ackington alone when they were in the conference. I played half a season there. Then the following season, Parkham released me. Then I signed for Appington full-time. And then you ended up coming back to Dale. Um, well, I think well, you had three different spells, didn't you? Did you feel like yeah. sort of at home at Dale? I think you did the same with Aki, didn't you, where you left and then ended up going back. Is there a reason yeah. you think you ended up going back to the same clubs a few times? To fair, I went back to Accrington because not because they be mates, obviously, but I done well there. I think I scored like twenty eight in all you know, competitions that season for them. But going on to the Rochdale one was I was at Accrington when I signed for Accrington Pams family. I went to Rochdale with Hilly and Flickcroft. Now, them two were unbelievable quality. And that was the spell where sports science just started kicking in. And I don't think me and sports science go well. <laughs> I literally don't think that goes. That's not a good, a good mixture of that. What were they like, though? What was the what was the like team spirit around the club at the time? We were speaking to Adam LaFonda a couple of weeks ago and he was saying how like the spirit around the camp at that time was just unbelievable. Um, in that spell, we were training at the cliff, and Hilly and Flickcroft with a. When I said before about team spirit in my Bears school days, they were all they, they were all my mates from the from the um, the same. Um, but uh, do you know what I mean? So we all knew each other. But going into Rochdale, where no one knew each other. And to have a team bonding like that was unbelievable. For what, like, Hilly was not a bad cop, but we you have in manager, good cop, bad cop, where Flicker was just a character because uh, I played with Flicker. But them two were perfect for each other, I thought. We, we usually have our mate Ryan on here as well, but he couldn't make it tonight. But he wanted me to ask you what, what the difference was in terms of like the setup and and the team atmosphere, like nights out and stuff between those different spells. Um, at that time, I don't think we had. I can't remember nights out with under Hilly or Flickcroft. There wasn't many. I couldn't tell you or non stick out. Um, I literally can't remember. I remember getting hammered one night. Then me Flickcroft hammering me gear or something. Because I was a scouser, or but 
I literally can't remember the like nights out they weren't like party animals. Do you know what I mean? But um like the first spell there wasn't there wasn't many drinkers. Michael Oliver has he nights out in Watchville now and then. But the second spell I've had a few beers with John Julian. That's so it weren't really a big beer team, if you get me. What about sort of like the professionalism under Hill compared to your, your previous spell? Well, <laughs> um, I went to Rochdale the second time. He trained at the this Astral Turf, what's it called? Hopwood. Is Hopwood Hall. Yeah. Where? Yeah. Hopwood Hall. Hopwood Hall, yeah. yeah. I remember there, and we had this fella, this, this foreign fella, yeah, and he get these chocolate bars out and these drinks. And uh, I just come from obviously Accrington at the time. So at Accrington was still non-league football, just still had the um, the mentality of like not professional enough, if you get me. But where they come to now, was going back fifteen years ago, they went. So do you know what I mean? So I come from them to Rockdale. Then uh, where Jack used to prepare our dinner, didn't he? Jack used to travel for our dinner and. We got given these chocolate bars and these drinks. It's like recovery and protein and stuff like that. And I, I remember eating a chocolate bar in the back of Gary Jones's car and it bloated me up. It filled it filled me right up and I thought the supplement for food stops you from eating at night. So I said, Give us a box of them. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a box of them. <laughs> but, so all that blended in. So, on the, on the three spells I had at Rochdale, it was like it was three different eras. I had one era of like, no disrespect to these people, you that great playing with Evo, Taft, Jobo, Coleman, Griff, that were all on the other side of their career, if you get me. Then the second spell I came in when we had Stanton, Tom Kennedy, Will Buckley, um, Ramo, you know, players like that, who you could sell, if you get me. Where Rochdale become a selling club, you would always make money on a kid coming through and stuff. Do you get me? Do you know where I'm coming yeah. from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Towards, like, players that got sold on. The Fonda um, got a move, didn't he? Tom Kennedy to get a move to Leicester, was it? Yeah. yeah. So, play, players like that. So, it, it became a different era. So when I came to Rochdale the second time, it be it was like I was experienced, and I was only twenty five or twenty six. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, "Wow, yeah, these all know me. The club know me. The fans know me. I don't have to do nothing." Yeah. So it's because if they all know me, so but Flickcroft and Hilly just pinpointed out and told me straight, "You're not going to start." So he said, "So in stuff like that." But when I came. The second spell when I came, I scored goals tonight. I think I came on four times. I scored five. I think it was Rotherham away, Chester away. Scored two two at home to Shrewsbury. So at the time, then it just just stuck in my head. It become a different era of what I was playing. Chaff, you wanted to ask about that that goal at Chester, didn't you? Actually. Yeah, dive, um, dive in the that, snow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why did you dive in the snow? <laughs> what went through your head to do that? It must have been absolutely freezing. Listen, when you score, your mind goes blank <laughs> and you just do daft stuff. I remember scoring for Barrow in, at Wembley in the FA Trophy. And there was, there was fans there, but obviously Wembley's a big, big stadium. And there was fans on the three three sides two behind the goals and one behind the dugouts I scored the goal and slid on my knees to the fans where there's no fans there <laughs> it, I didn't mean to do it but things like that just you don't know what when you score you just do do whatever you want so dive in the snow it was like a, a second glance of yeah there it is boom head face <laughs> And to be fair, when I play against Chester, they've always given me stick. 
of when I played for Wrexham. So to Chester Wrexham, I used to I used to have, used to get a bit of a bad time with them fans. So it was a bit of a double delight to be fair. I've got a mate who's a Wrexham fan. He wanted to wanted me to ask you what what your time at Re- what your memories of your time at Wrexham were and how, how much you enjoyed it there. He's not going to shoot me, is he? They all <laughs> like me. Trust me. I remember getting escorted off by police, me, me missus, uh, me mum and dad, by Wrexham fans. Jesus. Honestly, God, I play. Listen, it is what it is. And I'll be honest, I'm, you know, I'm not going to hold back here, but towards the um, playing for them was great. I got a, um, I got a move from Accrington in the conference to Wrexham, he'd just been relegated from League One. Then I went there, and you're in liquidation or administration at the time, sorry, where they could only offer you a one-year contract. Because, so, and they bought me, I think, I think they bought me for about 35 grand or something. But at the time, the fans bought me. It was a supporters' trust. So, for what I found out, fans owned me. For like the time. So anyway, the first pre-season, I come back from Las Vegas. Uh, we play Liverpool. Liverpool just won the European Cup. We play Liverpool first game. I come back from Vegas on the Thursday and we play Liverpool on the Saturday. <laughs> and you can just imagine the kind of figure I'll be in. <laughs> it wasn't the best of shape. But I remember, so I was playing Rochdale at the time about... 14 stone 10 maybe might have been I remember I remember jumping on the scales on the Friday before the Saturday game 15 stone 4 but I've got pictures on my phone now I still look lean I was like but I could still get about I was still get the ball run at people get out my way smash people and stuff I was still that kind of player so then, I remember him saying to me, eh, big man, going to get you down to about 14, 10. And I went, hang on a minute, I've just scored 31 goals in the conference at 15 stone four. And you bought me, but you want to get me down. So I said, so what have you bought me for? So he went, so I tried, tried all kinds. I remember he put me on a cabbage soup diet. Wow. Has anyone ever been on one of them? Wow. I got I came home, you get obviously got cabbage and all that, you just drain it. Or you just cabbage with water and a bit of veg and boil it, but it stinks your house out. Stinks it right out. And you have your breakfast, dinner, tea, it's all you it's all you have. And he, he got me down, Dennis Smith and Kevin Russell the name where. So anyway, I was doing double training sessions, <laughs> doing horseshoes, picking the baits, doggies, the lot. I was like, fucking hell, my head was going. But I'd done it all and stuff like that. Then I remember playing in a reserve game and I, I think I pulled up after 60 minutes. I said, I'm, I said, I'm fucked, knackered. I said, I'm gone. I said, I've got nothing in me. You can see that? I said, yeah. I said, my legs are gone. So I said, listen, this diet, right? It's not, it's not for me. So I said, I know my own body. Yeah, but you know, you look at me. I said, it's, it's killing me. So then I shot up back to the with my normal weight. Still, um, he was still like strict about it at the time. But then I started scoring goals again. But then he had an injury then, so that put, I put on more weight. Then I'm more weight. Then I'm just <laughs> and that was it. What about that? Um, I think was it that you mentioned the Shrewsbury game there? Was that the one when um, when Holty scored and you scored the free kick? Or was Holtie that in the scored. third spell? Holty scored. I remember the goal. His left foot came over the defender and he volleyed with his right foot. I scored. Then I bent in a free kick. We won 2 1, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. that game as being just like an absolute like I thought I felt like it was an absolute classic at the time. Like the atmosphere was unbelievable, and then I remember um, 
that, that all the Shrewsbury fans have been singing Holty is Superman. And then when we got home, I think the, the headline on the Rochdale Observer was Evil is Kryptonite. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I do remember that. Um, I think I didn't start many games under Hilly. Um, I think he just reminded I think he just said to me, like, when I first came, just come on, last 25 minutes, and just, you're just a defender's nightmare. Do you know what I mean? Just be an absolute pest. That's what, um, that was the second spell. Then there was, another, there was a third spell as well. Yeah. Just, just love lying in my pockets. Who <laughs> 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 were the better players that spring to mind during those second and third spells for you? That is, is the better. Um, well, Jones, all, Gary Jones always stands out. He, you know, if, listen, if I had his, his, his um, attitudes, I might have made a lot of money. I'll be honest with you there. Do you know what I mean? Great player, Jonah. Um, Plays us for Doctors, Dagnall. Um, Glenn Murray at the time. How he's got where he is, I'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's go play Glenn at the time because he had a few um, bumps in his career, didn't he? At Carlisle and stuff like that. And obviously he knuckled down. Then he had Alfie, Lafondre. Ricky Lambert was before me, but I, I've known Ricky a long time. Um, and Colty, Colty's Colty, he's always going to get. The time when Colty came in, he replaced me, didn't he, at the first? Parkin brought him in. Was yeah. Parkin's first signing, was he? Yeah. So, um, they just strikers. So, all them had great careers. I just went the other way. <laughs> but, um, as. Is Adam Rundle, great player. Will Buckley. Um, Callum Higginbottom, great player. So, that was the era that was on, I was on about before where I'd become the experienced one, if you get me. Because I'd always, I'd already been there for Dale. I've always achieved what I achieved early doors. So, I already had the label. So, I don't think it was like I did have no, no one to imp- um, impress at the time. What was it like sort of being around the club at that time? Because obviously at the time we'd spent like 40 years in, in the fourth division and that everyone was so desperate for that promotion. Did it feel like it was sort of a matter of time with, with some of those yeah. players that you mentioned? To be fair, I don't know how. Remember where I was at the time when Stockport, Stockport beat us, didn't he? But I went there then. But I played that season. Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to grasp with what I've done. I think because I come back I was like a yo-yo that many times. I left I think I left before the playoffs. Because I remember playing the last game of the season against someone and Flicker played. Uh, Gillingham. Gillingham, yeah, it was, yeah. And that I think I I'm not sure, I got shipped out to Ballow. He just asked me, Bales, good mates with Bales. Bales asked me, would you, would you be interested? So I said, yeah, yeah. Then Hilly went, like, you're not going to play. So do you want to go over there and help the play? I said, yeah, yeah, no problem. And that was the, the time when I got, went to battle. I, I, obviously, like you say, after that, it was pretty much... I don't think... Did you play in the league again after that? Were there any chances to sort of come back to Dale or, or play in the league again? Or was it the rest um, of the non-league? Yeah, it was. Then I went to Barrow on loan. Then I'm not sure. I think I went back to Accrington then. In the when you you got the football league. Then I went to Accrington for one year. Then the Christmas period, I went alone to Cambridge for the first time of moving away. I never ever moved away, and. I went, 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 went up to Cambridge. They were in the conference and they were a big team, big fan, fan base. They went, so went up there for three months and just knuckled down. So I thought, listen, I'm going to have to knuckle down. So I thought, right, I put all this behind me back at home and um, just turned up there and played there for the conference for a bit. So, just a few a few more questions about um, sort of the time at Dale and what have you. Um, 
Someone asked, what were your favourite favorite goals that you scored at day? I think we mentioned a couple, haven't we, in the Preston one and the Shrewsbury one. Any others that stand out? Um, the Russell and Diamonds one, yeah. that took all them players on. Um, do you remember, you remember this? Do you remember when we called Simpson and we got beat by Harleypool? Got beat by Harleypool, away at Harleypool, 3-1. I hit an absolute rocket, half, half volley in the stanchion. We got beat 3-1. It was 3-0. 88th minute, 90th minute, and the balls come to the, the left back, and the balls came over to him. It's bouncing in front of him, and he's like trying to chest it up, but his touch is too big, and I've ran out to it and hit it first time with a half volley and bent it right in the top corner. And if you remember, it was minutes to go, maybe seconds. And if you remember the full time team talk, Paul Simpson bollocked everyone. Because nobody applauds on the bench, even though we got beat. He said, we've just scored here. There was a big bust up in the dressing room or something, whatever it was. That goal was a rocket. Um, but probably the best goal was probably the Preston. Yeah, I remember the away end going absolutely mental as well when that went in. Big kick there. David Healy standing in the wall who had just been on international duty with. And he was standing on the wall. And Paul Simpson, I remember walking back to Paul Simpson. And he, he just said, Frank, just smash it. And he just apps and just smashed it tonight. Just hit it. <laughs> Full on laces. I'll let you go. <laughs> um, well, there's a few other, other ones. New York City ones, good, isn't it? Where um, shoulder bags, the fella... Russian and Diamonds won. Uh, Hull City, it's a half volley. Just go, to be fair. Any goals are a good goal when you play in front of a fan base like yourselves and big clubs. Well, at the time, would, would, you, would we call you a big club or call us a big club? I don't think, I don't think, I don't think we'd ever no, consider no. ourselves particularly big, but... No, it's, you know, Fan base, two and a half thousand at the time, three thousand, it wasn't much. Now, it's a different story now. Big club, going places, you know, League One, massively. So, it was always, Rochdale to me have always been a steady ship. They're never in trouble or they never want to splash out big kind of money. Do you know what I mean? So, you hear these rumours where, oh, he's on that, he, oh, he's gone there for three grand a week or you don't hear that on Rochdale. It was it was a Kilpatrick in charge when I was there, was it? Yeah. The first time. Yeah, it so you're always, you're always going to be on there. I, I've always thought you've always been sensible in the transfer market, I should call it, or and you've always been a conveyor belt of selling good players. You know, the time you know, the people getting big moves, the undergrounds, four undergrounds. Maybe more million pounds. When was that? Um, well, there has been now with with Luke Matheson. Um, but I think that was the first million pound player, really. Yeah, so it's always been a good shop window. To be fair, Rochdale. Do you still look out for Dale's results now? Hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, I don't take this the wrong way. Right, that will that club will always be a part of me, no matter what, no matter what. Um, I went at the football club with Dan, no Dan's football club. I got the kit and I taped it up to Rochdale and Jack put the numbers on the back of the kit for me. <laughs> so taped up and he, he gave me a and I'll go there and he went and I'll go and see all the people. I haven't been there for a while and I love to go and I will go. When this game virus or this pandemic's over, I will go because I'll never I'll never forget. Rochdale or the fans or the people there or because it is probably the best club I've played for of like being players always were like teams that you've always been loved or cherished or do you know what I mean so I'll, you know I'll never forget them love to hear that mate I'm sure yeah. all the Dale fans will love to hear that um I think you should also let us know what over 35 team you and Super Kev are playing for because you can guarantee some Dale fans will turn up and watch you at some point. Well, 
I, I was playing last week, uh, two about two weeks ago. I started just kept asking playing at the um, Friday night it was, and we played against Wiki Lambert. This team, <laughs> that's madness. Um, <laughs> we, so at the time, and the team I played for. Where you get like, you know, we get them Sunday footballers that just smash, just proper tackles, are ruthless, knee high, hip high, whatever. And everything's only a yellow card, just the yellow, just the yellow. Well, that was my cover tea. Cover tea, straight to match. Kev, Kev, still Kev. Not put, not put much uh, weight on, but still scores goals. Just still scores goals. So I play more. More, more of a centre half role now. If you ever, um, we're part of the uh, Rochdale supporters scene, so if you ever friend, uh, fancy a friendly, we'll uh, we'll come over your way and uh, have a game if you fancy it. Let's get it on. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Let's get it on. <laughs> All right, Lee, we usually finish with a with a little game where we try and remember a starting eleven from a, a Dale game of the past. So we're going to hand it over to you. Going to see wow. how many of the players you can name from uh, the Dale team that beat Preston in that game where you scored the free kick. So I've got, I think I've got, I've got the program in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> so Taff was in goal. Yeah. Evo right back. Yeah. Did Toddy play left back? No. No, was it just after? So same time. Think of the kit. Simon Grand. Yeah. Griff. Gallop Griff, no? No, no, Griff. No, Griff? Wow. <laughs> Who would be the left back? Was it Hilly? Stephen Hill, left back? Uh, he was in the squad, but I think he was on the bench. So who was in front of him? Buzz. Yeah. Yeah, Buzz. So the two centre-halves were Grandy with... Give us a clue. Was he on loan? No, he was... A, right, uh, yeah, older Ed. Jobo? Yeah. Oh, it is Jobo. Because I've got a picture... In my mum's like canvas picture, they're all bigger. It's Taff going in the Taff punching the ball in the air. I've been tapping the air, and he's got his hands. Jobbo's beside me with Dixon a tutu. Yeah, yeah. Got got the picture. How many fans and who scored? <laughs> got, it, got it in the house in my mum's house. <laughs> Flickcroft. Yeah. Michael Oliver. Yeah. There's another young uh, midfielder as well. Is it Lee Duffy? No. No. Go on, give us a clue. Give uh, us a clue. Well, I think, we think he was a Dale fan, weren't he? I think we've mentioned trying to get him on before because I think he's a local lad and a bit of a Dale fan as well. Oh, Scott Weaver. Warner. No, Scott Warner. Yeah. Warner. Uh, and yeah. then we, I think you've got a, few, a couple of other forwards left as well. Did I, did I start that game? Yeah. Yeah, I did, yeah. So, Platt, Clive, Platt, because yeah. I jumped on him. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, Flickcroft. Who would have played left, left side? Um, well, there was a, there's a lone Ian there who might have played on the left, but I think was more of a midfielder. Gavin Milach? Yeah. And then I think it's just... Um, might again might have come off the bench, but a couple more forwards and the subkeeper. Subkeeper was Jilksy. Yeah. And on the bench, oh, was Rory Patterson one? No, I think you might no. mention. Well, you've definitely mentioned one of them a few times. He yeah. won't be happy with you. Duffy, me Duffy. No. Okay. <laughs> your, your current teammate. <laughs> oh, <sh> ginger balls. <laughs> <laughs> Kev, yeah. Um, did he did not start, no? No, I don't think so, looking at it. No, then who else am I missing then? Uh, Fazzy? One more forward, I think you mentioned earlier as well. Paul Connor? Yeah, Paul Connor. Great effort, that. I can't remember at the time. I just... I, I was thought I had Toddy written down. I thought he must have just left. Because that was the, when I was saying before, it was the era of when... Um, the young lads came in, weren't it? Under Simo. Yeah, you got the likes of like Scotty Warner and. Uh... That was the thing because of Jamie Hoyland. Jamie Hoyland was a youth team manager, weren't he? Yeah. 
it's good times, mate. Really good to reminisce, and I'm sure I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of all of us. But big thank you for coming on and uh, and chatting yeah, to no us tonight. Problem. Cheers, Liam. Okay, nice absolute problem. legend. Thanks okay, very much, mate. mate. Okay, take care. Bye. I'll get that friendly side, you know. <laughs> or he's still here. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, he's still here. How's he going to say we'll fucking do it? <laughs> so big thanks to Lee for joining us tonight. All that's left uh, for me to say is thank you, as always, Chaff. Yeah, thank you very much, mate. Enjoyed that. And cheers, Luke. Cheers, bud. Catch you next time. Up the Dale. Probably got a few stories about you, I'd imagine. So yeah, it'd be good to get him on. Yeah, just keep a load me, Mister's next door. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll get that game on. No red cards, no yellows. <laughs> we'll get a proper get a proper referee, and we'll uh, we'll. No, 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 no ref, no ref, <laughs> no ref, lads. Studs that big and no shinies. You know it. <laughs>